right, so we want to welcome everybody again for joining us. Hopefully the weather does not pick up in the recording. <laughs> the thunder is always going to be interesting, isn't it? Now, if you joined us last week for our event, we gave you some trivia about the Salvation Army. Salvation Army was founded where? Anyone remember? In London. By, does anyone remember who? The general. What was his name? William Booth. If you look at the back of our chapel, we have a little lovely, I don't know what kind of art style you would call that. It's a picture, we're going to go with that, of General William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, with a quote from one of his most um, famous things, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight, while little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight, <laughs> while men go to prison in and out and in and out, I'll fight. While there yet remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight. I'll fight to the very end. Now he said that years and years and years ago. But it's something that's still relevant today. I'll fight. I'll take a stand. for what's wrong in the world and make a difference. I'll be the change I want to see in the world by showing others. Today we are at war against the sin that surrounds us in the world. And the truth of it is, was we must become soldiers in that war. We must treat it as something that needs to be done, something that we are willing to dedicate our lives to. In order to become soldiers, there's a certain process, right? You don't just join the military, the army, the navy. the Marines. My parents were Marines. You don't just join, do you? You don't decide one day, I'm going to be a soldier, and then you are. You have to go through training, right? There's steps and a process that you have to take to become a soldier in the United States Armed Services. <laughs> There's three steps, basically. They prepare, by training and learning. When they're ready and they're prepared, when they've gone through basic training, if you will, they're a new person and they leave behind who they once were. And they move on to becoming not just a regular person, but a soldier. And then finally, they learn to follow orders. They've been learning that process all along, but then they learn to follow orders successfully. 
to do what they're directed to do, right? And sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to do, isn't it? Doing what someone else says to do, because we want to do our own stuff. We don't consider ourselves to be free if we have to follow the rules other people put in front of us. People who want to be their own boss want to be their own boss because they want to make up the rules. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter one. Part of part of the essential part of our training as Christian soldiers is that as Christian soldiers we're called to be different and set apart in the fact that we are called to be holy. And last week we looked at how we could be a woman of wonder for Mother's Day or a person of wonder. A person who stands out and is different from the rest. And this is actually part of that too. In order to stand out, to be different than the rest, to be set apart, we are holy. And First Peter, I like the way it says it, because this kind of says... which you would think when it's talking about military soldiers. Starts off in verse 13 of chapter 1. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, the first of our three steps, just like that of military personnel, is to prepare ourselves by training and becoming ready. We follow that by leaving the old behind and not looking into our past lives. Who we were before Christ doesn't matter to us anymore. It's who we are in Christ that makes the most out of everything. And the last step to do is do as God commands us to do, for he is our superior and commanding officer, and he is commanding us to be holy. So we should be holy, right? So, are you guys ready to enlist in basic training? Well, then let's proceed with our training with our first step. Preparing ourselves. Now, before they're ready to go out onto the field, soldiers have to go vigorous training to get them ready, don't they? 
We don't just send people who are unprepared out there to fight a war when other people have been trained, right? That would seem crazy. And so it's important for us, in fact, it's even more important for us as Christian soldiers to be prepared because the enemy knows the Bible better than most of us. When Jesus was being tempted, the devil used scripture. Well, it is written. It says this. It says that. And what did Jesus say? What was he able to use to rebuke that, though? The scriptures as well. But if the enemy knows the word, then we need to be prepared with it as well. Soldiers spend time learning to handle weapons. Because the goal of basic training is for them to go onto the field and be able to handle themselves like soldiers who have been well-trained and prepared for the situations that lay ahead of them. And 1 Peter 1.13, it tells us what we're to do. Prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Christ Jesus is revealed. <laughs> the war against sin will continue to the day of victory when Jesus returns. Till then, we will be at war with sin. And there will be a need for soldiers to fight for that cause, for the kingdom of God. And if we are going to fight, then we need to prepare our minds for action. To have ourselves set apart. Now, Colossians 3, 2. Colossians 3, 2. says this, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We are to set our minds on things above, on the heavens and the heavenly life that we are preparing ourselves and for the coming of Jesus. To be holy, we need to follow God's commandments for us and prepare our minds to follow God's laws. Is as easy as asking him to help us. God tells us in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and there will be my people. It will be my people. God has already called us to be set apart, to be his people. But we must have his laws on our hearts and minds. We must be prepared to take actions. Our minds must be ready. We must have our minds ready to obey God and to have his laws written on our hearts so that we may be able to obey and follow them. 
to be self-controlled, having a Christ-like reaction to every situation that comes our way, not letting it provoke us into losing control. And when we have done this, when we have prepared our minds, when we have clothed ourselves with self-control, then we can have a Christ-like reaction in every situation that comes our way. We won't have to worry about what may happen or how we'll react. We will be able to resist the temptation of the devil, the snares that seek after us, that seek to entrap us. Because <laughs> we will be ready. We will be prepared, which is the first step, right? Now, after we prepare ourselves, though, to move on and to be set apart, we have to actually put that into action. We have to move on. We have to be set apart. We can't prepare our minds for one thing and then keep going back to the past. We can't say, I'm going to be different, but not do anything different. The military has a saying that says, we're your family now, forget about your past. Well, they may have that saying, but it's not a new concept to those who would follow the Lord. We ourselves, when we give ourselves to God, are told to forget our past. Verse 14 of 1 Peter said, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Don't be who you used to be when you didn't know any better, right? Mark your life in two different segments. Just like they mark years. B.C. and A.D. You guys ever heard that in making, marking years? B.C. before Christ. A.D. is actually after Christ. Think about your lives that way. And don't dwell in the past. Don't delve into the habits and the actions you did. Get out of that mindset of who you used to be. Because when you're a new creation in Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. As it tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17. The old was our life of sin and the people we were before. The new is who we are now. Now that we've recognized the power of the blood, that we've become saved. Romans 12.2 says... Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't conform to the world. One of the growest concerns I see 
as a Christian leader today is looking around the world at what so many Christians are now accepting as normal or acceptable morals because that's what the world does. How many of them are starting to think that the Bible is just old-fashioned and antiquated, that it doesn't apply anymore? But that is not true. The Bible even tells us that Jesus is the same today as yesterday and tomorrow. He's unchanging. God is eternal. Time has no significance for him. And so when he gave these commands, when they wrote the Bible, when he outlined his laws, he wasn't thinking that maybe in a couple of centuries or a millennium that they need to be revised. If God is eternal, then so are his laws. He outlines in the New Testament for us how we are to live what we are to do. Steps for holy living are given to us, and we are called to follow them. We are to leave behind who we were in the past, to no longer conform to the ways we had before we knew Christ, to be set apart because we now know better. Leave it all behind. Move on to a new life as obedient children of God. We don't forget the past. We just no longer live in the past. We no longer dwell in the past. We have learned from it, we have moved on, and we have become something better. Because we are better. We have put we used to be behind us and live a life that is pleasing to God. A life that he would consider blameless. So once we prepare ourselves and we leave the past behind us, we go into action by following the order set before us. Verse 15 and 16 of 1 Peter says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Now, I've heard many stories. My dad was a Marine. He was a drill instructor. And if you know anything about being a drill instructor, they're the people who tell trainees and recruits what to do. And he has told me some crazy stories orders that he would be giving to the soldiers that he would expect them to carry out. And some of them, I would just sit there and I'd go, what were you thinking? Did they even do that? But they did. Because you didn't question orders. You didn't question commands from the person in charge. You just carried them out. Now, some of those in the military, when they give these orders, they don't care what they are. They don't care if, if people may end up perishing or if they're even just a little crazy or rude. But we are spared that because God loves us. 
and the orders he gives us are because people are already perishing. They're dying in sin. And he wants to spare them. He wants to spare us all from that death. The orders that he gives are to give us eternal life, to free us. God wants us to be like him, to be holy. Because we were even created in his image. Sin is what drives a wedge between us. Holiness, becoming more and more like him, as we sing in that chorus, to be like Jesus, is what helps us restore our relationship with him. The better our relationship is with God, the more like him we are. the more holy we can be because the more time we spend with somebody, the more we begin to emulate them and imitate them. Have you ever spent so much time with somebody that you found yourself picking up their habits or their actions? You find yourself cocking your head the same way when you're talking or using your hands the same way? Yeah? You know, and then you sit there and you catch yourself and you go, oh my goodness, I have spent so much time with so-and-so that I'm starting to behave like them or I'm starting to act like them. If you have kids and you have them hang out with friends and some of their friends are bad and your children start to behave the same way and you tell them, don't behave like so-and-so, right? It's because you spend so much time around them. Well, then think about it. If we were to start dedicating some time to spend it with God, to spend it in relationship with Him and and talking to him, and studying his word, and preparing our hearts and minds, then it's just going to flow naturally that we are going to start imitating how he reacts to things. We're going to start being more and more like him. Because if we can do it, hanging out with someone in five minutes every day, and it just starts to influence who we become, then imagine what five minutes a day with Jesus would do for us. Holiness is law-keeping love. We love God so much that we keep his commands that he gives us. To live a holy life in the full one of God's commands for us can to be to do things, to do good works. The work of obedience to God's law and the works of love aim at exalting God who loves us no matter what and who we are. Obedience and love in action. When we are holy, we are transformed. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. To live a life that God wants us to live, holy lives, pleasing to God. Be willing to dedicate yourself, to leave yourself behind who you used to be. And to become someone new in him. Now, the first step we learned was to what? Prepare, right? Prepare our minds, prepare our bodies, prepare our souls. To be self-controlled in our actions. And then, when we set our things on the mind, on the things above, 
instead of focusing on the things here on earth, when we prepare our minds for that, it's going to be easy for that next step, which is to leave the past behind, to move on from who we used to be into who God has called us to be. When we no longer conform to the ways of our past, but have been changed, set apart, different. And when we're different, when we're set apart, it becomes easier to follow the commands that he has given us. We are at war with sin in the world. The question is, is are we ready to wage that war? Are we prepared enough? Or do we feel ill-equipped? Do we feel like a soldier who hasn't even graduated basic training, getting ready to go overseas to fight a war that they're not ready for? Or are we spending time preparing our hearts and minds, leaving the past behind us, willing to follow the orders that God gives us? We're going to start and spend some time in prayer. And the question I want you to ask yourselves is, are you ready to make that kind of dedication? To commit yourselves to being set apart, to follow God? Are you ready to prepare your minds? Your heart, your soul? to leave behind the past and who you used to be, to focus on who you are in God, in Christ. And to use that, to put it into action. To live a life that follows the commands that the Lord gives in his word and the ones he lays upon your hearts. So as we take this time in prayer, We ask that you think. Are you ready to be of service to the Lord? Are you ready to dedicate your lives to him?
Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now this day, Lord. We thank you for everything that you've given us, for your deliverance, Lord. And we just ask now that you come and you help us to prepare, Lord, prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls. Help us to be able to move from beyond what was in our past, Lord, and who we used to be to the new creations that you have us to be, Lord. May we dedicate ourselves to doing your will, Lord, and to following your commands. May we follow you and walk in your ways, Lord, and make a difference for you, Lord. May we be set apart and holy as you are holy. For this is what you have asked of us. Lord, help us to be prepared, to be ready. To become soldiers in this war against sin in which people are perishing, they're dying. And they don't know about your gift of eternal life. They don't know you and your love. Help us, Lord, to be soldiers of this cause. We ask these things all through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ.